Masechet Ketubot Daf Yod Dalid. We've been speaking about a case where a woman who is single uh, is uh, suspected of, of being in seclusion or she actually gets pregnant with, uh, with someone. And uh, we don't know the status of the man. And she says, uh, this man is kosher. He's of good, good lineage. And therefore, she would be able to marry a Kohen afterwards. And Abba Gamaliel said, we believe her. Rabbi Yoshua said, we do not believe her. Now we're going to be comparing that to a case where a woman is engaged. She did Kiddushin, and then she was with a man. Let's see. Hahu arus varusato datu rav Yosef. We have a case where you have a couple that's engaged, they did Kiddushin, but not yet Nisuin. The law is at that stage, they are not permitted to be with each other, Midrabanan. Uh, but if they are, if they do have Bi'ah together, they're still permitted and they can go ahead and do Kiddushin uh, and do Nisuin. If, on the other hand, she is with another man, uh, then that's considered adultery. And if she do, did so on purpose, she would not be permitted to go back to her arus. Uh, to her arus. Okay, so they come to Rav Yosef, and uh, so uh, she, we, we know that she had relations somehow, and uh, or he, she's pregnant. And she says, this, the, my, my fiancé is the father. And he says, he agrees. Yes, it is from me. So they both agree that they, she had bi'ah with him, which is, even though it's permitted, does not make her pisula. Uh, that would be, there would be, no, no, there would not be any consequences uh, for this violation. Okay, Amar Rav Yosef, um, So Rav Yosef said, that's what they asked. This is, what would be the problem? Number one, the husband is admitting that he is the father. So it's totally fine. And furthermore, we saw the statement earlier of Rav Yudah, name of Shemuel, said we follow the law like Rabban Gamaliel. Rabban Gamaliel was talking about a case where she's single and she suddenly gets pregnant, so we, so we believe her even without him uh, saying anything. We don't know who the father, the father does not even come to court. Um, so where she alone testifies and, and says that the husband, the, the father, the, the person I was with, is of good lineage, we believe her. So here, all the more so, we would believe her. Um, so the Be'od here is saying like there's two different reasons. One is because the father admits it. And second, even if the father wasn't around and would not have admitted it, uh, still we would believe her alone uh, based on the Rabban Gamliel. Okay, good. So Rav Yosef makes sense, but we're going to challenge him. Is it really appropriate to bring Rabban Gamliel here? Um, and would Rabban Gamliel admit that if the husband did, uh, 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 would Rabban Gamliel agree in this case? Let's say, right, she's engaged and the husband does not say anything. He's, he says, no, I'm not the father, right? Would we still believe her? To say that she had relations with her arus and say that she is kosher, according to the Bangam Liel, there's a difference between the cases. After all, Shemuel 
uh, told Rav Yehuda, uh, sharp one, he was, that was his nickname, uh, yes, I did say the halacha is like Rabban Gamliel, Shemuel did say that, but don't actually practice, to that, don't put that into practice, Unless unless the the people that are around are mostly fit, are mostly kosher people, then you can have a, a presumption that uh, she is right. So you have since you have a majority, and she says that the person was kosher, then we can but we can trust her. That's fine. But But in this case, where she is engaged to a man. Well, uh, most people are pasul, are not kosher. She is allowed to be only with her fiancé, even that, only assumed Rabbanan. But she is certainly not permitted to be with any other man. That would be adultery, midoraita, for her to be with other, any other man. Therefore, this case is a case where most of the people around are not fit to be with her. And uh, Shemuel himself said, you cannot follow Rabban Gamliel in such a case. Therefore, it's not appropriate to bring Rabban Gamliel as a proof, right? If you want to say, well, here's different because he agreed, fine. That, but this ve'od, uh, you bring in Rabban Gamliel, it's not true. Rabban Gamliel just said, when there is a lot of people that she's, most people around, she's permitted to be with, are, are kosher of good lineage, when she's single, fine, then we'll trust her. But here, uh, if not for the husband agreeing that he's the father, there would be no way to trust her since she's not allowed to be with anyone else. All right, that seems to be a pretty good challenge. But Av Yosef answers, Wait a second. How did you understand this statement that Shemuel said back to Rav Yehuda? Doesn't it actually contradict itself? According to the way you're reading it, What does he mean to say? The law files of Angam Le'el, but don't put it into practice unless most people are kishirim, right? So then you're saying the halacha is not like Rabban Gamliel, because Rabban Gamliel would say, in any case you can, so are you following him or not following him? So rather, what's the better way to interpret what Shemuel said here? You should, only if most of the people are kishirim. So you have a woman, she is single, and now she comes and she's pregnant and says, oh, my, the, the guy is fine. If most of the people around are kishirim, then we tell her, you know what, go ahead and marry a Kohen, that's fine. But if not, if most people are not kishirin, then we tell her, no, sorry, you can't marry a Kohen. If she goes ahead and marries a Kohen, then we'll say, okay, fine, halacha is like Rabban Gamliel, and you can stay married. Uh, so that's how, that's the better way to interpret Shemuel. Applying that to our case, our case is like a diabad case, because she's already engaged to this man. Uh, so uh, being engaged is basically the same as being married. Kiddushin and Nisuin are very close to each other. And uh, so therefore, she already is committed to with this man and so that's the same as a bediavad uh, case and that's why uh, it is appropriate to compare and bring Rabban Gamliel uh, in, uh, in in this case because even though most people are pisulim etzla because she's pro- prohibited to all other men except for her husband nevertheless bediavad since she's already married and she already has does have kiddushin uh, we can allow them to remain Okay, very good. Now, Rami le Abaye le Rava. Abaye brings up a contradiction to Rava. Some say Rava here. 
And this is from a Mishnah in Masechet Eduyot. And our Mishnah, Rabbi Yoshua said, we do not believe her in this case when she's uh, an unmarried woman, becomes pregnant. We say we don't believe her that uh, the husband is fit and therefore she'll have a problem, the child will have a problem. Or minhu, here's the Mishnah in Eduyot. Ha'id Rabbi Yoshua Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera. Here's Rabbi Yoshua is one of them, along with another colleague, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera. Al almanat isa shehi keshera lichuna. If you have an almana, isa literally means dough. Here it means someone, uh, uh, she's almana, she's a widow, from a man who is uncertain status. Isa, you don't never know what what exact ingredients are in a in a piece of dough. Is it all whole wheat? Is it half uh, white wheat and whole wheat? Uh, you never know. So too with this, that we have a man who may be a halal, maybe he's not a halal. Now, a halal, even if he is a halal, he's allowed to marry any woman, um, but. He, uh, that woman becomes prohibit, her, she herself becomes a halala. She, and she afterwards will not be able to marry a kohen. So we have a man and we don't know his status. Maybe he's, she doesn't know. No one knows whether he's a halal or not. Maybe there's some family and we know that someone in the family is a halal, maybe a halal, uh, but we don't know if this was the one who was in fact a halal or not. Okay, so they agree that she is Keshera Lekehuna. We can presume that it's okay. After all, this woman, before she got married, she has had a chazaka that she is kosher. And now that she enters this marriage, and it's only a doubtful possibility that he is a halal, so you know what? She keeps her, presum- her presumption from before, and she can marry a kohen. Uh, so this is a challenge because in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yoshua said, she does not continue her presumption. Uh, we do not believe her. And here she does continue her presumptive status and is kosher. So it's a good question. Amar le hachi hashtad says, wait, are these two the same? Hatam isha niset bodeket viniset. Hacha isha mezana bodeket umezana. In this case here, we're in Eduyot, she is going and getting married. So she got married to this, uh, she now is an Amana, but originally they got married to this guy who was of, uh, was uncertain. Whenever someone's going to get married, they're going to check and ask, you know, what's the lineage? Is everything okay? Is everything proper? Um, so therefore, since she, we presume that she checked him out, but when they got married, therefore, most likely, He's kosher. Whereas, if you have the single woman who uh, acted immorally, what does a, a, a woman who who has a, a bi'ah out of wedlock is she also going and checking? Wait, before before we uh, before we do this immoral act, uh, can you you know send your uh, transcript? Can you send your uh, family tree and check out all these things and make phone calls? Nobody does that. Only if they're getting married. So Rabbi Yoshua is on good uh, stand to believe the case where she was in fact married, but not believe the woman who out of wedlock comes and says, oh yeah, the guy who I was with is kosher. So Rava says, okay, fine, you answered the question between the two statements of Rabbi Yoshua, but actually there's another question of Rabban Gamliel to another statement that Rabban Gamliel said. Rabban Gamliel in the Mishnah above said that a single woman, um, we do believe her to say that she was with a kosher guy, but here, Vehakatani Sefa, the continuation of the Mishnah. And Eduyot says, Amar Lahen Rabban Gamliel. 
קיבלנו עדותכם, אבל מה נעשה? שהרי גזל רבן יוחנן בן זכאי שלא להושיב בית דין על כך, שהכהנים שומעים להם לרחק, אבל לא לקרב. Uh, when we have this widow whose uh, husband was uncertain, she came to court, one time רבן גמליאל said, listen, uh, I, I believe you that uh, I, will, I would accept your claim that since your husband is not of uncertain and so it's probably okay, myself, I would say that you're okay and you can marry a Kohen like Rabbi Yoshua did. But I have a problem because Rabban Yochem HaMezakai already said that we do not allow a court to convene for this purpose and we don't take these cases. Why don't we take these cases? Because we know that even if we permit you to marry a Kohen, the Kohanim will not listen to our ruling. Because the Kohanim, if we rule that someone is not kosher and can't marry a Kohen, Kohanim stay away from, from them. Um, but if we rule that someone is permitted to a Kohen, the Kohanim still stay away from them. The Kohanim are extra stringent. They don't want to go anywhere near anything that even smells of a possibility, even if you had to judge it, that by that fact is already, uh, means it's already questionable. And so these Kohanim are so strict, they're not going to listen to the court anyway, even if we say it's permitted. And therefore, we're not going to bother convening because if we convene a court and say it's permitted and no one listens to us, then that, uh, first of all, wastes our time and it detracts from the authority of the court. And therefore, sorry, you can't marry a Kohen. Okay, the point is that in our Mishnah above in Ketubot, uh, Rabban Gamaliel says, we trust her, she can marry a Kohen. So he is convening and is deciding. And here he says, no, you can't. So how do we solve this? In the case of the Mishnah in Masechet Kitubot, where she was single, she is, has a sure claim. She knows who she was with. She knows who the father of the child is. And she knows for sure that he is of kosher lineage. Uh, but here in the Mishnah in Aiduyot, Funny to call is calling uh, there here, even though we're here in Ketubot. Okay, in the Mishnah in Eduyot, no one knows the status of her former husband, this Almana, uh, whether he was a Halal or not, and therefore is, is, there's no way to know. So that makes sense that Rabban Gamliel would believe her claim and allow her to marry a Kohen here in, uh, in Ketubot, whereas in Eduyot, uh, he says, sorry, I'm not convening a court, we're, we're not going to deal with this, you're prohibited. Okay. And there's also no challenge between the two statements of Rabbi Yoshua. We already actually brought an answer above, but we're bringing another answer. Maybe we want one that we can um, fit together in the same uh, kind of similar logic to the one for the, Bangam, the answer for the Bangam Liel. Uh, so in this answer, we say, In the case of the single woman here in Ketubot, uh, there in Ketubot, uh, this, uh, where we have one sefek, we're not sure. We know she was with some guy. Is that guy kosher status or non-kosher status? So it says only one sefek, uh, we'll believe her and, uh, um, and she can marry a, we do not believe, we do not believe her and therefore she cannot marry a Kohen, uh, according to, this is according to the Biyoshua. Right? It cannot. However, here, mean, meaning here means in Masechet Eduyot, um, there are in fact two Sifekot. Now, it's hard to figure out what the two Sifekot are. It's something like, we are not sure if, if this guy is even from a family who, that has a halal in it. And even if it is from a family that has a halal in it, is this guy who she married 
the one who is the the one who is the halal. Or we know it's from someone in the family. We're not sure if this is the guy who's suspected. And if it is, maybe he's only a suspected halal. Okay, anyway, it's some kind of um, a double safek. And that's why to be Yeshua here in, in, in Masechet Etuyot says it's permitted. And when there's only one safek, uh, that's in Ketubot, he says prohibited. Uh, so to summarize these two answers, Hilkach. According to Gamliel, when she has a sure claim, that's in here in Ketubot, the single woman says, I know the guy and he was, he's good, he's kosher. Then he takes that so strongly that even if there's just one sefik, uh, whether he's kosher or not, he still permits. Whereas in the case where we don't, she doesn't know, because uh, no one knows the status of the halal in Masechet Ediyot, so therefore since she doesn't, she, her own claim is only doubtful, then even though it's a double doubt, still the Gamliel says no good. So the Gamliel puts everything uh, onto her, the status of her claim, whether it's sure or not sure. Whereas Yoshua, he is not taking her words or her understanding into account, but rather the facts of the situation more. And if it's a case where there's just one sefek, either he's kosher or not kosher in Masechet Ketubot, uh, then even if she claims she's sure, we don't believe her, and this is a 50% safek, so we have to say pasul. Vekilde safek sefeka, on the other hand, masechet eduyot, where it's a double safek. So safek of a safek is only 25% chance that there's a problem. And in that case, even when her claim is uncertain, because she doesn't know what the status was beforehand, he said, probably she checks it out before she gets married. Okay, but she doesn't know for sure. Right now, she's not claiming she knows for sure. Um, even so, Rabbi Yoshua says it's just fine. All right, that's a nice summary of everything we've seen. Now that we've been speaking about this concept of an almanat isa, a woman who is widowed from a doe man, a man uh, who is of uncertain lineage, so like doe, we're going, we have a braita that defines um, exactly what cases uh, fall under this Almanat Isa? We're going to see three opinions in the Baraita. The problem is it's not really clear what each of the of the opinions uh, holds and how they're different from each other. Uh, so, but then the Gemara is going so we're going to quote the whole Baraita, and then the Gemara will figure out what the difference is between them. All right, Ezohi Almanat Isa Kol She'en Ba Lo Mishum Mamzerut Velo Mishum Netinut Velo Mishum Abde Melachim Tanakama says we do not apply the category of an Almanat Isa. Remember, according to the Yoshua, Almanat Isa is permitted to marry a Kohen. Uh, so that does not apply to anyone. Uh, it says uh, anyone who um, has no problem um, Mamzerut uh, or and no problem of nitinut, no problem of demelachim. In other words, someone who has no suspicion of being a mamzer, and they have no suspicion of being a natin, a problematic uh, convert who is not allowed to marry, or of being a slave. Uh, here it could just say eved or shivcha. 
uh, Eved. It, but here it says Avdei Melachim because usually a Jewish woman is not going to marry an Eved unless, uh, in this case, it's a, a servant that works for the king. And so they maybe actually have a high status even though they're a servant and therefore can use that high status to convince or force a Jewish woman to marry them. All right, if someone has a suspicion that her husband was perhaps a mamzer or any of these categories, then they are prohibited uh, because these are very serious categories, so any possibility, no good. The only time when we we do apply the, the permission of Amanat Isa, that according to the Yeshua, she is permitted to marry a Kohen, is if we're not sure maybe he is a halal. That is okay. Halal is a lower prohibition. It's a much more uh, circumscribed because halal, uh, halala would make her halala that she could marry anyone, just not a kohen. Whereas these prohibitions, uh, one no no um, person of proper lineage can can uh, um, marry them, and the consequences of the marriage are much more severe. Okay, so that's Tanakama says we only give the permission of an amanat isa to. Safek halal, not anybody else. Amar Rabbi Meir, Shamati, Kol She'en Ba Echad Mikol Elu, Masi'in Lechuna. He says, I have, a, I heard a tradition that anyone who has no suspicion regarding, has no suspicion regarding those three categories, Mamzerut, and so on, uh, they can, they can marry a Kohen. So this sounds like they're saying the exact same thing as Tanakama. As long as they don't have the serious suspicions, and so there's no chance of the Mamzer, and we only have a suspicion of Halal, they can marry a Kohen, because that's Amanat Isa. Okay, it looks very similar. Why is that? Why do we have uh, Tanakama and Tanabi Meir? That's what the Gemara is going to ask. Um, okay, I mean, in Peshat, the Kubi the Bedaita is giving the case and then kept, and then kept telling us uh, the opinion about it, but um, especially because it says Amar Bimeir, not Bimeir Amar. All right, but in any case, uh, Gemara is going to understand that as two different opinions. And the third opinion, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer Mishum Rabbi Meir, Vechen Hayar Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya Omer Kidvarav. So there's two Rabbi Shimons said in the name of Rabbi uh, Meir. Uh, so this is another version of the Bimeir, Kidvarav. Ezohi Amanat Isa, Kol Shenitma Ba Safek Halal. What is that? When when do we apply Amanat Isa if they uh, we are not sure that they might be a halal? In other words, it's a person who got mixed up in a family. Uh, we, we know that there is a halal somewhere mixed up in that family. We're just not sure who it is. Okay, now, fine, that's Safek halal. But we're going to see from the next line here that actually the Rabbi Shimon's in the name of Rabbi Meir are considering the Safek halal to be prohibited. And it's the opposite. The Safek mamzer will be permitted. Uh, why? That seems counterintuitive. Here's the reason. Because the Jewish community, they know and recognize the mamzerim that are among them. And therefore, they're going to be careful. Oh, that guy's mamzer, and they'll identify them. And they're not going to get mixed in, and we're not going to, not sure. I know someone from this family, I forgot who it was, is a mamzer. No, we know the mamzerim. Therefore, only if, we're, if there's someone who we're not sure is there a mamzer here or not? We can assume that not, because if there was a mamzer, then we would know that 
person for sure. That's much less uh, um, uh, much less stringent. And it could be that there'd be a halal around and people wouldn't know because the halal is only prohibited from marrying um, uh, a, a halal actually can marry anyone just that uh, if they marry a kohen uh, marry a woman then marry then the woman cannot marry a kohen so people do not identify halalim uh, as much as they do mamzerim so therefore it is very possible that a halal will get mixed up in a family and we won't be sure who exactly it is therefore he says amanat isa is actually prohibited it's not explicit in, the, in his words but that's the uh, implication of the reasoning here amanat isa if it's a halal is prohibited if uh, but if it's someone who's not sure they're mamzer then we permit their, their and, and she he married a woman we permit the woman to marry afterwards um, uh, anyone Okay, that is the Braita. Amar Mor. Now let's analyze it, asking a triple question. According to Tanakama, if Amanat Isa is permitted, only if there's no chance that there is no sefek about mamzerut nitinut or that they are a slave. And so we infer from that that if there is a doubt about the husband, though who died being a halal she can marry a kohen good so that's tanakama now we ask what's the difference because this mamzerut and netinut and abdem elachim is deoraita netinut's actually not exactly doraita but mamzerut anyway and avieved is doraita halal also is doraita says in the torah also that the halal cannot marry and so on the two amar that's question number one well why would make it why make a distinction furthermore amar to be meir shamati kol she'en ba echad mikol elu masin lechuna hainu tanakamar vimir says oh i i heard a tradition that if you don't have any uh, problem of mamzerut, then you can marry a kohen. Um, so, uh, and uh, but if you have any problem with mamzerut, then you cannot marry a kohen. Only if you have a doubt of regarding halal, then you can marry a kohen. That's the same exact as tanakama, right? That you have to have, you have a clear record regarding mamzerut. Um, any otherwise, no. But regarding halal, a, a doubt is permitted. So why would you say the same thing again? Vetu, and furthermore, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar mor meshum Rabbi Meir, v'chen Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar mor kidvarav, ezohi amanat isa kol shenitma basafek halal. We're just quoting exactly what he said. What does it mean amanat isa? It's a halal case. And Makirin Yisrael, which the upper ones also said, but here is saying it in the opposite way that's prohibited. Makirin Everybody knows the Mamzerim, and since they're recognized, so we don't have to worry about a doubt. And so that's permitted, actually, if it's a Safek Mamzer, whereas if some, we don't permit the Safek Mamzer, we permit the wife who was married to a Safek Mamzer. And uh, whereas Chalalim, they often get mixed up and we won't know. And therefore, uh, 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 and therefore is prohibited. Hold on. The first two opinions assume that a Safek Chalal is Kasher, whereas now they, they are saying in the name of Rabbi Meir, the Sefek Halal is not permitted to marry a Kohen. So what's going on with this whole Baraita? 
Rabbi Yochanan to the rescue. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mamzer Soveach Bechalal Shotek Ika Benayhu. What we're dealing with is we do the scream test. Uh, if you call someone a Mamzer, right, and you say, "Hey, you, Mamzer," what does how does he respond? If he responds by screaming back and saying, hey, I'm not a mamzer, who are you calling mamzer, right? Then that's, we give a little more trust that he's actually not a mamzer. Um, whereas if he's quiet, then he seems to be admitting that it's true. And also with, uh, so uh, mamzer so, uh, who screams and says mamzer, that's going to be subject to machloket. And also halal shotek. If you call someone, hey, you, hey, you you're a halal, and they're quiet. What does that mean? Do, are they quiet because they're admitting that they are a halal? Or are they quiet because they don't care that you're calling it them that because the consequences aren't so, uh, aren't so great? And, um, and, uh, they, it's, even if it's not true, they're not gonna respond. So, okay. That's, that's the, that's what we're talking about. Ika benaihu. So let's see what each opinion says. Pasul, Tanakama says, anyone, any of the categories, if you would call them and the person is quiet, then that means that they're admitting that they are in fact either mamzed or halal, whatever you call them. Vachikama Tanakama, so let's reread the Braita. The first opinion says, Ezohi Amanat Isa, Kol She'en Baloshi Tuk Mamzerut, Veloshi Tuk Nitinut, Veloshi Tuk Abde Melachim, Veloshi Tuk Halal. We have to add the word she took all the time in order for in Biochanan's reading. So what does this mean, Amanat Isa? When do we uh, consider someone to be prohibited when there is doubt? Um, uh, only if they are, or rather, when do we consider them permitted? Any time there is no problem of them of their silence. If you call them a mamzer, if they if they are silent, it's prohibited. But if they're not silent and they protest, then it's permitted. We call that amanat isa. And the same thing for natin, the same thing for slaves, and the same thing for halal. Also, they're all included in the same category. So therefore, as long as he's not quiet. It's permitted. Uh, I says I agree with you regarding those who that uh, they cannot marry anyone like a mamzer. There, that's uh, you know, if they don't protest, then that means they're agreeing to it, and then they would be prohibited. But if you call someone a halal and they're quiet, they're permitted. Why? Because the reason why he was quiet isn't because he's admitting that he is in fact a halal, but rather because he doesn't care that you're calling him that. It's not as much of a, a denigration to be a halal. So um, it's like uh, calling someone a minor insult, like ah, whatever. It's uh, it's just a uh, it's just a, a nonsense word, and so he doesn't care. If you call someone a mamzer. That's really serious. So then we expect the person to respond. Okay, so that's the difference between Tanakhama and Bimeir regarding the halal, if, you, if the halal is quiet. Now, what's the third opinion? He says, if you heard something about Bimeir, that there is a case where the Bimeir thinks that she can marry um, someone because he was in the case where he was quiet. It's not what you thought, where 
the, where he's quiet because someone called him a halal, but rather it's because someone called him a mamzed and he was quiet. That's when it's permitted. And the other way around. So the, uh, if you call him a halal and he's quiet, no, no, that, was, that's, that person is prohibited. Okay, now why would someone be quiet when you call them a mamzer? Savar mamzer kala itle, because he figures mamzer is well known. And if I really were a mamzer, then I would have a reputation and everybody would know it. So therefore, this person calling me a mamzer is not going to have any effect. No one is going to believe him. And therefore, I don't have to bother uh, responding to him. Aval mamzer vesoveach halal veshotek. However, if a person comes and calls me a mamzer, and I yell back at him, I says, who are you calling a mamzer? I'm not a mamzer. And then he says, all right, fine, I'm going to call you a halal. And then I'm quiet after he calls me a halal. In this case, pasul. In that case, um, that that alman, that person uh, who is, who dies, his almana will not be able, will not be permitted to marry a kohen. Why? Why was he quiet? Because savar de la le mikahal. He said, "Oh, I'm happy. At least they're not kicking me out of the congregation uh, as a mamzer." So, in other words, in this case, because he yeah, first he yells, so he is a yell. Or he's he's going to say something if it's really wrong, and he says no no I'm, I'm not a mamzed, and then he's quiet when they call him a halal. He's like okay I'll take it. So what? So I can't you know as long as a mamzed is terrible he can't marry anybody. So he calls me a halal. Okay to be a halal consequences are much less, and therefore uh, uh, ironically um, if he was quiet uh, when someone called him a, mamz- a mamzed, that would be his his wife would be permitted. Um, whereas if he was quiet when someone called him a halal, would not be permitted. And so now, uh, we, now that we, according to the Biochanan, we have each of the three opinions, uh, are distinguished from each other and more understandable. All right. Tanahada. We have another two baraitot that are going to line up with what we said. One, the Biose Omer Shituk Mamzer Kasher Shituk Halal Pasur. According to the first baraita, uh, someone is called a Mamzer and they're quiet then their widow will be able to marry. Whereas if someone calls a person a halal and they're quiet, their widow will not be able to marry. And Vitanya Idach, another Braita, that's the opposite. She took halal kasher, she took mamzer, pasur, if calls someone halal and they're quiet, then that's okay. And the problem is if someone calls them a mamzer and they're not quiet, then their widow will, will be will not be able to marry anyone. Uh, so how do we reconcile this? So the first one that says um, may a uh, it's actually yeah the second one um, where which makes more sense that someone who is a halal should be permitted, whereas someone who's called mamzer should be prohibited. Uh, well, that makes sense because mamzer is more stringent, and that in in fact, is the Tanakama according to the Bimeir, whereas the other one, that's the one that's counterintuitive, where if you call someone Mamzed, they're actually fine because we assume that we know the Mamzedim, and the person that's quiet when they call him the Halal, it's their widow that will be a problem. That is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon in the name of Rabbi Meir. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.